So, we are smack in the middle of Lama Gimel Lama Beis. We're talking generally about the Yainesach and Stam Yenam, specifically about the, uh, what's called Hechsher Kalim, or what we call in America, Kashering Kalim. So, we're talking about what effects Yainesach can have on a Kali, what material the Kali is, the length that the Yainesach was in the Kali, and what can be done to remedy it. So, Rabbi Yitzchak, Yankee, the, just um, uh, restrain yourself. Rabbi Yitzchak Barbisna Havle Hanumani Dipakosna. Rabbi Yitzchak Barbisna had these kalim made out of cow refuse. They used to make kalim from cow refuse. So he got them from a guy, and naturally, that that material is very porous, and therefore it's it's able to to absorb. And he had to kosher them. So, so he went to use the method we've been discussing. Fill it with water for 24 hours. Change the water. Fill it with water for 24 hours. Change the water. Fill it with water for 24 hours. Called Miloy Ve'ira. He wanted to, uh, he wanted to uh, start that method. But he was going to go above and beyond. He was going to go full Haimish Ashkoch. What did he do? Melinu Maya, he filled it with water. Anchinu Beshimsha. And he left these, we're smacking them in Olam and Gimel base. He left these water filled kalim in the boiling Iraqi sun. And guess what happened to them? Paku. They busted. They exploded. So, Amalei Rab Abba, Asartinu Allah, Isr Dalailam? Did I asser on you, them, forever? Which means, I didn't condemn them to be broken. Why did you go overboard? Why did you do something that's going to result in their breaking? What did the Rabbanan say? Fill it with water. Did they ever say, leave it in the sun and, you know, cause it to explode? Point being, point being, you have to do what you have to do and you don't have to do more and you don't have to uh, explode your kalim. Next, Amr Yusna, Amr Ami, Kalineser, Kalim made out of Nesser, Taisa says, not to be confused with um, a detergent. Nesser, Oliver Shas, usually means detergent. You know, Nesser Uburis. And um, says Taisa, don't confuse with that. This is clean Nesser. Kalim made out of Nesser. Ainle Tahara Elamis. You cannot kasher. Now, this is a new, a new concept which we're going to dabble in a little bit here of kalim that are unkasherable. Now, most Rishayim say they're unkasherable, period. The Ramban says, no, 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 no. Of course, of course, you could you could kasher them. Just not Ali Dei Milu 
you could kasher them by leaving them alone for 12 months. But beside the Ramban, the Rishonim don't say that. There's certain kalim that have no tahara. Why? They're too porous. Which means they let, they let stuff in, they let bleas in, and it's impossible to guarantee that they're removed. Klinasser ain't like tahara ilamas. My klinasser, Amri b'yaisi baravin, kli mechfeiras shel tzrif. The dirt around where they mine aluminum. So I guess when they extract the aluminum from the dirt, this is my uh, my uh, layman, not geologist explanation. When they ex- extract the aluminum from the dirt. The dirt is like not shelling, but you know, like you know, every every place where you have the dirt, it's comprised of different elements. You know, some some places have more clay in the dirt, some places have more sand in the dirt. So where they mine aluminum, when you extract aluminum, the dirt is like just not so cohesive anymore, and therefore it's very porous. If you make pottery out of dirt that you mined the aluminum from that place. It's too porous. Now, what this is nowadays, I don't know. But we do see from here that there is a concept of kalim being made from ingredients that are just too susceptible to bleus and impossible to kasher. But, on the other hand, says the Gemara, Debe Parzik Rephilia. So, Rephilia was a... Um, was a uh, high government official. His name specifically was Parzik. So these are Persian rulers. The Parzik Rafilia, the the goons of Parzik, the Persian second in command. Onas Hanikubi He stole a bunch of kalim from Pompedisa. Ramubu Hamra, and he filled it with wine. Adrinu Nialayu, he returned it to the Yidin. I guess, you know, someone decided that that's not a good idea to upset them. And now you had Caleb taken by the Persians, the Babylonians, and returned to the Yidin. Also, Shailul, Rabbi Yehuda, they asked Rabbi Yehuda, Omar, he paskined a new halacha. Dover she'en machnise lekiyim. Who? It's a dover she'en machnise lekiyim. Which means, it's something that is used temporarily. Something used temporarily. It, it wasn't stored there long term. Simply rinse them and their mutter. And this, if you look in Shulchan Arach, if you look at the address here, if I'm not mistaken, Ches is Tur Shulchan Arach Sham Sif Aleph. So if you look at Simon Kuflamet Hay in your day, Sif Aleph. This is the first halacha in these series of halachas that an item that's used for a cold, not long term, you just have to rinse and use, which is why you could use in any glass anywhere. You go on the airplane, they give you a cup of orange juice and a glass, no problem. Even if the last guy had something trafe in there, it wasn't machnis and lakium. You rinse it out, it's kosher, it's fine, you don't have to worry about anything. And that is the basic halacha here. Something that is not machnisa lekiyum, meshach shechan b'mayim, rinse it with water, v'hein mutarim. Lekiyum is on the clear on the stuff that they drink on it. It's the 
stuff that you store in the keli was never used for long term term storage for right, right, right. So, so far we had tonight one chumra that it's shaykh to make. I mean, we had a cautionary gemara. Don't be too from. Then we had a gemara that said if something is too porous, it has no kashering. Then we had something that's not machnis and lakiyum. Rinsing is fine for it. Now, says the next Gemara, that's why I repeated this last Gemara, that a Dabr Shemach Nislakim is a heter. Now, says the next Gemara, Omar Rebavira, Hani Chatsvi Shechimi Da'armoi. These Kalim, these pottery Kalim, made out of Shechimi Da'armoi. What is Shechimi Da'armoi? It's a certain kind of ground which is dirt, which is very not porous. It's very solid. Since they do not absorb a lot, you just need to rinse it and it's mutter. And same thing, Amar of Papi, Hani Pasavosta, Debei Michsi, these klicheres, again, from a place where the ground is very tight, very, very solid, you can rinse it out with water and it's mutter. Now, the, the Rishayim, like the Rajban, the Ramban, learn, and this is of course only going, where it's not machnisei lekiyum. The reason you're able to rinse it, it's not machnis lekiyum. Says the rush, hold on. We had an independent heter. When something is not machnis lekiyum, it can be rinsed even if, even if it's not a super resistant to blias keli. This is an independent heter, says the rush. Says the rush, two different heter. Any keli, regardless of its abilities to be bailet, to be to absorb, even if in a, even if it's if you're if you're not machas lekiyum, let me start that sentence again because I confused myself I'm for sure. Confused everyone else. If something is super porous, we're not talking about it. If something is basic, normal, not not bleas resistant, normal. If it wasn't Machnes Lakim, Shechshech helps. Says the Rush, these last two items that the, the, the material is resistant to Blias, even if it is Machnes Lakim, Shechshech helps. The Rush says we don't need these two Heterim to cross over. So, any material that something was not Machnes Lakim, rinsing out helps. Even Something that was machnes lakiyim, if it's a blias resistant material, like glass, if it's a blias resistant material, rinsing helps. So, you can take a tray from wine bottle. That wine was machnes lakiyim in there. Could be a couple years old. Rinse it out with water and use it. I mean, like, you may get people nervous, but you could show up at the table, you know, a tray from bottle that has in there kosher wine, that you rinse down in the middle. It's fine. It's fine. The barrel of the wine will be a problem. Uh, um, so barrels are, are barrels are like, yeah, barrels are in the middle. 
Yeah. So no. So again, I, I hope I am like totally confusing. There's materials that are susceptible to bleas. That is bad, no matter what. That's what we said. Kli, uh, kli nesser There's normal items. Then it depends. Machnis lekiim it's aser. Not machnis lekiim it's mutter. Then there's items that are bleas resistant. That according to the rush, even if it's even if it's you put it in for long-term storage. It's machnise lekiyim. It's still mutter. Three categories of cave. Now, can you protect an item from bleas? Which means, which means, you, you know, wood that you know treated wood that you could keep outside like a sukkah material, deck material. You know what that stuff is. It's saturated with some type of liquid. and can't be macabre any more water. So therefore, it doesn't get warped from water. Which means if I pre-fill, if I pre-saturate a piece of wood, it's no longer susceptible to bleas. Now, when you're talking about wood, your deck, it's bleas of rain. Can I do that to a keli? Can I take a keli? Can I take a keli? Saturate it with kosher liquid or water, and therefore protect it against future bleas, and therefore I don't care what goes in. It's already pre-balua. It's pre-saturated with other liquids that will prevent bad liquids from going in there. Can I pre-treat a keli? Says the Gemara, Kasi, cups, cups, regular cups. Says the Gemara, of course, made of pottery. Says the Gemara, Rab Asi Osar. Rab Asi says, nope, if a guy uses it, it's Osar. Rab Ashi Shari. Rab Ashi says it is Mutter. Now, says the Gemara, let me cl- clarify what I'm talking about. If the first guy to use it is a guy, so he gets that first saturation, which is always going to be the most penetrative, which is always going to be the deepest, then, of course it's us. Let's say the guy only gets a hold of it second use. I got a hold of it first use. Let's say the guy only gets a hold of it second use. So, Ika Diamri, Pamrisha and Vesheni Kuliamoi Pligid. Oh, sorry, keep believing what I'm saying. But I'm saying that. Ika Diamri, some say, no, no. Pamrisha and Vesheni, the first two times the guy uses it, the first two times the guy uses it, it is going to be a problem. Lay Pligidosser. Keep believing what is the Machlekes, the Pamshlishes, the third time. The Hilchas, and that is Taka Dalacha, Pamrisha and Vesheni, Osser, the third time is Mutter. So says the Gemara, it seems from here that if you supersaturate a keli, first two times use, or as we'll see in a minute, you leave, you leave water in there for half a day. You buy a brand new mug, fill it with water, leave it like that for a whole morning. Leave it like that for a whole day. Your cup is now insured from Yainasach, which is a great, which is a great help. You could, you could pre-kasher, you could pre-treat all your kalim at home, 
This way you could have as much not Mavosha wine as you want in your house and have as much non-Jewish help in your house as you want and not worry. All my kalim are pre-treated. Says Tysus, if you look in if you look in Tysus, if you look in Tysus, um, The, the second line of Tesis Kasi, Ulafize Noagu Ha'ilam, Taka Ha'ilam's Naik, Litein Mayim Biklicheres Chodosh, to put water into a new pottery keli, is you don't write this in pen, um, into a new pottery keli, Ulahashais Baizman Godol, leave it there for a long time, Shochanarch in Simon Kuflam at Hey, Oiz Dalit says, a quarter day or a half a day. Kaidim she yishtam shu behem yayin. Lefishim yiga behem evikicham achar kach lo yitzarech irui. Taisus's reaction. Taisus says this is not theoretical. Develop this noyek. Pre-saturate. Pre-saturate your kalim with water. See, you don't want to pre-saturate it with kosher wine. Because then you'll always have wine in the keli, and then the keli is susceptible to maga akum later. But if you pre-saturate it with water, water is the most powerful liquid on earth, your kalim are now prophylactically insured of, of getting any type of tumma. It's it's a myriadic idea. It's gepaskin and shochanarach. Im show im show shamayim show gedelik meiravia yaim hevik meishanosa and mayim gimel pamim. It's like our gemara says if the first three usages was 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 Yiddish v'shuv layaser miyayin akum shuv layaser akum. Okay, does this work? So for the second night in a row. We're going to ruin a good kula. That's gepaskin than Shulchan Aruch. Last night we had a kula gepaskin than Shulchan Aruch. We ditched it. The Beis Yosef says that it, it, it does work for like splashing of wine. It does work for splashing of wine, but it doesn't work for wine long term. So, and that's how the shach paskins. So this is not a bad idea if you're worried about wine getting splashed, like little droplets of wine, this will work. To For a long-term Eitzah, this won't work. But in Lundus, it's a very cool Eitzah. And we see from here something which we should bear in mind, that Blias do work somewhat logically. Which means, if you think about it, let's say, let's say you have a trefa pot. And you cook in it every day. Every single thing after the 75th day is treif. Does this make sense to you? Do you really think that every day I use this pot? And it hasn't been used with treif since, what month of January? It hasn't been used since treif since September. And I've cooked in it every day since September. Just as treif as it was the first day you got it. Because you never know when that hidden trafe in the pores of the pot are going to be released. So we're used to dealing with blias with absolutely no common sense. Which means, nope, the, 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 
nasty stuff can come out and attack you at any time. And there's no logic to it. And just because you used it five times doesn't mean the sixth time the, the, the nasty stuff's not going to come out. Just because you used it for months doesn't mean the na- And we're, we're used to not dealing with bleas logically. And like if you'd ask any scientist or common sense person, no, what's the chances that the bleas are going to come out today? But here we see a little bit of common sense that, no, if you're worried about the stuff, the, the, the crevices and the pores of the Kaylee getting saturated with liquid, well, probably the first stuff you put in there is going to saturate it fully and prevent further saturation, like with treated wood. You see that, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, that's very encouraging. There's one last thing I want to point out. N- not much to do with what we're saying, but it's cool. It's, it's an address. If you look three lines from the end of Tysus, Tysus says, Vigam bimedrish Esther. Gabe, Yeshnai Amechad. We lay in the Megillah, Pasik, Yeshnai Amechad. Um, huh? <laughs> Haman was saying something much more sinister. And I'm sure you remember this when you were kids. And Haman went on to tell an Ahasuerus, listen, Ahasuerus, these yidin hate your guts. If a dirty, disgusting, unsanitary fly falls into their cup, Zarkai. A fly? No problem. You fish the fly out, drop it on the floor, weiter in, in your cup. Vishai Seyu. But you, the hailing a king, you touch the cup, they go jihad on it. He's going to try to catch her by sticking in the ground. He's going to rinse out his cup three times. And it's from here, it's from here that we learn rinsing out a cup three times helps. And it's from here, the rush learns in the fifth parak that if a fly flies into your drink and your drink is cold, you could resume, you could resume eating, drinking your drink. So that, that's, that's, the, that's what Tysus brings from this. Frek de Velt, we're learning a halacha from Haman Harosha. How are we learning Allah from Amman Russia? Who cares what Haman Russia said? How are we learning Allah from Amman Russia? But the problem is it's not limited to Haman. We learn halachas, we learn a lot of halachas from Lovan. First of all, we learn from Lovan Arami that you're supposed to give a girl 12 months. Second of all, we learn from Lovan Arusha. Third of all, we learn from Lovan Aramai that Malay Shavu we learn the, the din of Zayin Yimei Mishta. So there's two Nuschais how to answer this. There's two Nuschais how to answer this. Nusach number one is we're not learning from Haman, we're learning from the Medrash. The Native Yehuda says it a little better. We're learning from the historical accuracy that Haman made the claim. I'm not learning. If Haman would come to say, I'm not paying any credence to Haman. But from, from the fact that Haman can use it as a cultural reference against the Yidin Tachash Veresh, and the Medrash records it, that's what we're learning from. And the Nebuda says, that's the 
spirit of these midrashim. I'm going to shut this off. I want to tell you a, um, another thing we learned from this and a racial joke. Um, 